0: Happy Labor Day, everyone. I got a few things to talk about, and I said, you know what? This can't wait until Wednesday, because hopefully a lot more cool stuff will be done happening in wrestling. So instead of giving you a super long show, I'm going to give you a Labor Day special uh, episode of Break It Down with Brian H. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. What you think? the wrestling Day. realm presents break it down with brian h hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to this edition of break it down with brian h i'm your host brian h waters this show of course is brought to you by the wrestling realm do me a favor right now before we get started Go to YouTube if you're watching there or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Hit the subscribe button. If you're on Apple, drop a five-star rating. If you're on YouTube, simply subscribe to the page and tell your friends about it. Give me a shout-out on Twitter, and I promise you, if you're a new subscriber, give me a shout-out at Wrestling Realm at Brian H. Waters, and I promise you, I'll give you a shout-out on the next show. Folks, as uh, they say it in the uh, church world, not going to be before you very long, but it's just a few things that I wanted to discuss in the world of professional wrestling. So I am going to start off with the big thing that has been making its way around um, wrestling in general and the IWC, and that is the fact that the WWE has decided that these wrestlers or some way say independent contractors are no longer are no longer allowed to profit off of their names what does this mean that means no more twitch for wrestlers vince mcmahon apparently sent out a memo stating they had 30 days 30 days and they had to get off twitch they had to get off cameo and probably for some of them too maybe youtube and the internet had a problem with that. They said, oh, Vince can't do that. Legally, he can't do this. Even former United States presidential candidate, Andrew Yang, said it. I think that's his name. If I, uh, um, if I did and pronounce it right, uh, forgive me. But even he said it, said that, you know, this isn't right. How can Vince McMahon do this? Now, there will be people out there who will say that I'm a WWE Mark and that I love everything that WWE does, especially when I make this next statement. Full disclosure here it's not that I'm a quote WWE Mark, but I understand this from a business standpoint. They are a corporation. And being a corporation, they must protect all assets. Now, personally, I don't think Vince McMahon was on there. I think there's a whistleblower in the um, office. I think somebody perhaps got upset. Then I'm thinking maybe, um, you know, somebody said, hey, Vince, you know, they're making extra money. Now, it is the pandemic and people are like, well, how is that fair? Now, let's move forward, right? Uh, because I seen a lot of things. I heard maybe it was AJ Styles because he was on Twitch and he revealed about uh I, I believe he revealed he had COVID nineteen or maybe it was something else. Then I know I heard about Yana um Lana having um uh endorsing another party that was a rival to a WWE sponsor uh um op- corporate partner. So it's all types of things. Here's what people have to understand. The real name stuff, no, I don't get that. I don't at all. But when it comes to them using the names that the WWE gave them in some of these cases, some of them, there are they're people in the independents who earn their own name. But when it comes to the ones earning their profits off of the WWE name, I can understand where Vince McMahon is like, well, no, I created that name. I created the character. You're not going to use that to make extra money, you know, because at the end of the day, everybody wants a piece of the pie. Let's be real. It's a business, you know, Um and quite frankly, they probably looking in ideas and they will probably say, hey, I can, we can come up with uh, a WWE Twitch channel or a Something on the network where the players and um, the superstars that are on Twitch can go in there and generate extra money, right? That's maybe generate subscribers, generate advertisers. The advertisers go pay big money. Maybe they can do their own cameo-like thing. We saw what they did for SummerSlam. Uh, when people was able to talk to the wrestlers. So people are upset, but at the end of the day, WWE is a business, folks. It's more than a wrestling company. It's a business. And like I said, the independent contractor stuff, I don't know how they get away with it. I really don't. I don't understand how they get away with not being able to give the wrestlers benefits. But you know the precious AEW. Remember when everybody said or AEW said they were gonna give away um they was wrestlers were gonna have benefits and stuff. Maybe we was thinking that would change the game. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Only time will tell. I told people in the wrestling Around Facebook book group that I would share a story. This happened to me similar, not <clears throat> not as big of a deal, but when I worked at ESPN I don't ever plan to go back there, and uh, this is truth, it's not liable, I'm not, you know, destroying the company, but when I worked at ESPN back in 2015, I got an email one day, the email said, conversation and connect, now, ESPN being such a big company, it's never unusual for someone to randomly email you and say, hey, let's meet up and let's talk about X, Y, Z. Maybe you have this idea. Maybe you have that idea. Let's connect because you also rotate. If you're a production assistant, you rotate. So I had the meeting and it was about an hour before my shift was supposed to start. I go in the meeting. It was not a conversation or connect. Um, it was a gentleman, I don't remember his name, don't remember his position, but he told me that they had came across a blog of mine on my blog. I have wrote uh, two sports articles. Now, mind you, ESPN was paying me to produce content. They were not paying me for my opinion. I wrote two blog entries. One said, thank you, Torrey Smith for the memories. At the time I was a, both a Dallas Cowboys fan and a Baltimore Ravens fan. And DeMarco Murray had just left after he had a, a record-setting season, franchise record-setting season. So I said, "Buy DeMarco, go fly with the Eagles. I was upset. Well, they told me I couldn't do that. They said, look, you know, you work here. We don't know if, um, you know, but we're sports and we don't know how much money you're making from this. But if it's worth it, you can, you know, we can part ways or whatever. I didn't really get it, but I understood too. Well, it is a business. They think in the little bit of thing because, in their minds, if the right person picked up on his blog and I'm going to do TV shows, I could be, you know, working with a competitor. uh, Fox Sports could say, hey, we want him on our show. And yeah, I'm an ESPN employee, but they're not paying me for my opinion. So they nip that in the butt. Now, I did see later that some people were doing the same thing. Did it irritate me? Yes, I'm going to be straight up. There was a lot of white privilege that I wasn't um, privy to because there were white people who were doing the same thing. They were even taking some of their highlights and putting it on their personal social media pages, putting on their personal YouTube pages. And I said, well, look, if I did the same thing, you know, they could get that monetized. But nonetheless, I didn't. So when I saw this come up, and you may remember, I had a show called The Wrestling Summit, and the show was actually on a part of a Fox Sports affiliate, but we never made mention of it being a part of that affiliate until I left ESPN. But it made me realize, hey, you know what? This is kind of that all over again. So that's the reason why I personally didn't, I, I understood, I understand the frustration. But at the end of the day, folks, it's a business. And that is why, that is why WWE had to put a stop to third-party apps. Speaking of business, I have to talk about this. A very bad business decision this past Saturday at AEW All Out. A match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guerrero. Took place, no rules type match. You know, the whole thing, the gimmick. They did a spot, and Matt Hardy missed the table. And back, neck, back, shoulder, head hits the ground, the concrete ground, folks. And when it happened, I was like, wow, this is ridiculous! Ridiculous. They paused the match. To my knowledge, I think it was about three to five minutes. They said the doctor there checked on Matt, said he was okay. He went ahead. He passed concussion protocol. Now, afterwards, they went ahead to finish the match. And then Matt Hardy went to the hospital. His wife tweeted, she shared a screenshot of their conversation before where he said, All right, I gotta go. Love you. About to go do the match. We're we'll gonna head to the football field. She said, Okay, don't be dumb. And then she started, you would see the rest of the message, she's cussing him out for what he did. In addition, we saw later on their also great owner, Tony Khan, discuss how, you know, um, Basically, in so many words, Matt was okay, uh, and it was Matt's decision. The doctor cleared him. Who in the world can p- pass a concussion protocol if there was a concussion protocol? Let me just tell y'all, folks. Y'all watch the NFL, I'm pretty sure, and y'all watch college football. When players go through concussion protocol, first of all, they go to the back. Now, you we do have time on the field, right? 40 seconds in between each play. "Quote unquote," I can guarantee you, there's never been a concussion protocol that has passed within three plays. It takes about three real minutes, not football minutes, three real minutes to run uh, a, two, a play or two. By the time you know the, the clock stops, they when they snap the ball, they react, they huddle up, they go back. So. You never see someone pass concussion protocol within one possession. So how can that be possible for Matt Hardy to have passed concussion protocol? And I think this was just irresponsible. This man is a husband and a father. That is his most important job. WWE, I mean AEW took a huge risk Noah, and, and there's no way you make that decision tony khan is, should be smarter than this his dad is the owner of an nfl franchise that apparently a lot of people are leaving and not having good things to say once they leave by the way thank you for calais campbell so you see all this happening and you're like how in the blue hell could they do this in 2020 we talk about Wrestlers don't even hit chairs, use chair shots to the head anymore. But of course, AEW had to prove had something to prove, so they did a chair shot to the head when um, Sean Spears hit Cody. But and, and it's just so annoying. And this is coming from a guy who claimed that Double or Nothing blew WrestleMania out of the water. And here's my problem with Tony Khan. He has literally become the most annoying. Person in professional wrestling to me, folks, because every chance he gets, he feels the need to take a shot. He seems like a child who was given a lot of money and then decided to create a wrestling program because he wanted to. And yeah, they say, oh, well, he knows so much. I listened to Sean Spears on my good friend Kelsey Nicole Nelson's show, Listening with KNN. And she said, and Sean talked about how much Tony Khan knew and whatnot. Guess what we all do? All wrestling fans do. If the way we love it, we tend to pick what we remember. That doesn't make you a smarter wrestling fan. And when I say smarter, uh, or let's just say a smarter person, that doesn't make you a bigger wrestling fan. You know, Yeah, I got championship belts. This is my thing, right? And then there may be a fan who can't afford that, but that doesn't make me a bigger fan than that. You know, I may watch it, you know, so that's one thing. And people look at Tony Khan, oh, he's such a big fan, and the boys are taking advantage of him. So, I thought that was ridiculous. I really did. I thought it was ridiculous and very irresponsible. Very irresponsible for him to go out there and say that. For Matt Hardy to continue the match, you have to protect the talent from themselves. You do. You know, Matt Hardy's a competitor. He's going to want to finish the match. He believes he's stronger than death. But guess what? Everybody's going to have that day. So... It is you you got to have and I don't understand what the doctor was doing. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, that doctor ought to be suspended from professional wrestling. That's the way I feel about that. And I wonder what did the hospital say or the because they, he went to the hospital, not a medical facility. So I'm wondering what did the hospital say? What did they have to say about that? Absolutely ridiculous. And if this is a If this is a shoot doctor, he need to be, somebody needs to challenge him on that. Because that that shouldn't happen. AEW could have had an Owen Hart situation on their hands. Where a wrestler died as a result of something that was supposed to happen during the show. That could have been it. And this would have been a whole different show. Probably wouldn't have been the show today. But that's the problem. So we talk about saving the talent from themselves. Somebody needs to save Tony Khan from himself. Because that's just uncalled for. So instead of worrying about what the WWE is doing, he needs to focus on his content because at the last time I checked, AEW's competing with NXT a developmental brand, not Raw or SmackDown. And so that's what that's the way I feel, folks. As you see, that just that really annoyed me. Like seriously, I I just don't understand how you continue to show. I <sighs> don't. And speaking of annoying, and I'll get to some wrestling content, but I got to talk about this good old JR. Jim Ross. Oh boy! So he made a comment about Anna J. and he talked about he wished he was you know some basically wishing it would have been a wardrobe malfunction. This is twenty twenty the women have accepted it far longer than they should have comments like that you know um i remember a couple of years ago maybe last year i had chad from view from the top rope on here and we discussed um we discussed how mandy rose and jimmy uso were in a storyline and he brought up a great point Because we started getting edgy again. And he said, if we're going to do edgy with the women, I want to see edgy with the men. I want to see Finn Balor in his robe teasing the ladies. What JR did was uncalled for. Left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. You could say lighten up. No. That young woman has parents who are listening to the show. She just wants to go out there and wrestle. For, for her to be objectified, it's just ridiculous. And people can say what they want about me. Oh, it's easier for you to say that because you're married. You know, how you would probably say the same thing, whatever. I'm not going to sit up here and lie and act like I didn't. But as we move forward and we listen, we learn that a lot of our behaviors wasn't right. And that's the thing about Jim Ross. I get, God knows, I understand he lost his best friend. Few years ago, he lost his best friend, and I know they do the Bluetooth commercials. You know, I know he wants to have company, but that type of stuff was saying that on air during a wrestling match was uncalled for. You know, there's no doubt about it. They're beautiful ladies, but that's the thing that has to stop. Is it's just guys being guys? Because if ladies was doing the same thing, you would have a whole different message man, I tell you, but I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'll be back after this. No, I think it's a good move. Uh, the WWE is, it's desperately in need of, um, star power. Uh, I think the WWE is at a phase right now where they've taken the approach of, let's try to start to make new stars. Let's try to Push some of these younger characters just, just to get people familiar, especially during the downtime like this, uh, with everything they had going on with the the Thunder the approach, and even the main event itself with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. I think seeing Roman is uh, going to help boost what they're trying to do next. But it, it was it was a good way to bring him back, you know, in a way that was special, not just him just popping back up saying I'm back. So, <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't bad. I don't know if it was a hill turn or not because he did attack both guys, but it might be Roman just being in the middle. But it was good for what it was, to Dwayne's point. They need star power. I think a lot of us do miss Roman, miss what he brought to the table. I actually liked the shirt he had on as well. And For what it was, to end out the show, it, it did its job. I thought it was cool. He came back. Um, I did miss him. Um, I, what? I, he had- I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all, I don't hate Roman Reigns. I really yeah. don't. I thought what he did at WrestleMania was phenomenal. I enjoyed every bit of it, of not being there. It was great. And I'm very, I'm glad that he's healthy. I'm glad that he's back. Um, I just wish it was tomorrow night. You didn't see that coming because I never, I, I, didn't think Roman Reigns was coming back for a while. Yeah. But um, with that being said, I mean, when they said never saw it coming, I figured something would be like Sister Abigail uh, into the picture, but I didn't see Roman Reigns. right we all back. know you was hoping it was CM Punk. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. not, oh, oh the champ. Oh, we ain't, ain't seeing chump. Waste of <laughs> money. The, shop the ain't world. coming back. All right, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to remind you, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That was our SummerSlam post show where we discussed Roman Reigns being back. And that brings me right into this next segment, folks. Roman Reigns has been a man of little words because he simply doesn't have to talk as much but we saw this friday on smackdown that he has a new number one contender and that is his cousin jay Uso. lot to unpack here um the original match was a fatal four-way match sheamus big e matt riddle and uh king corbin so anybody who's been watching wrestling almost was certain Sheamus and King Corbin wasn't going to win the match. Biggie, a lot of people was like, no, it's too soon because you could potentially see a slow build for him becoming universal champion. Nobody believes Roman is going to lose his first championship match. Not with Paul Heyman. He's not going to get the Sasha Banks treatment. So then we move up and then you think about Matt Riddle. Me, personally, I said, well, if Matt Riddle loses, it wouldn't hurt him because you kind of believe that he's somebody that they got some huge plans for anyway. So, you don't... You, in the, the viewer's eyes, it may hurt him, but they would make it work. Just don't feel the same way about Big E, right? But what WWE did was they had Sheamus take out Big E, and he gave him the uh, his uh, move uh, um, right on the... Uh, limo or the the Lincoln Continental, like they used to do in the Attitude Era. So Big E's out of the match. Well, Jay Uso's awarded. Now you saw Jay's interaction with Roman during the show backstage, and it was kind of like Roman had that, oh I'm I'm with the cool people now. I ain't got time for your silly stuff. Yeah, we family. I love you, but nah, bro. And and Jay was excited. He's like, well we are gonna catch up. Then he went to thank him. He said, well let's see what you can do by yourself and so when jay uso won the match i thought this was great i look at it as a potential potential setup for a long storyline where roman maybe could be the black sheep of the family and then this could lead us into roman and rock at wrestlemania uh i i Jey uso we obviously don't believe he would be champion. I mean, I wouldn't bet on it. I think the odds would be what a million to one, but what if he did win the universal championship, right? How cool would that be? I just don't see it happening. I think this would be good for Roman. we got four weeks to build, I think three to four weeks to build up tonight of champions. So I think that's cool. Just where do they go from here? That's what I'm trying to figure out. You know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. But I'm excited for it. I, I, I do think that this would be good for everybody involved. So but then um the breakup finally happened. And I had my friend Blake text me, was I okay? Was I crying? And that was Sasha Banks and Bailey. I love the way the finish happened. Let me and I'm checking on my computer right now. To see if either lady have tweeted, because the last time I checked, nobody has said anything. Sasha still hasn't tweeted, uh, and Bailey still hasn't tweeted. I love it. So during the match, Bailey got her um, Bailey. I mean, Sasha got her knee injured, and she tried to will her way through. Reminds you of Bret Hart and Owen in their match against the Quebecers at the Royal Rumble 1994. Well, after uh, they had Shayna up, the you know, the, long story short, Nia Jax pinned both of them. And I like how what they did was they established Nia Jax and Shayna as dominant, dominant tag team with both of them being in submission and Bailey tapping out and then Naya doing a crossbody pinning both ladies. I said, there you go. You just established both you established them as dominant. What I wasn't expecting to see was what would happen when Bailey completely lost it and beat the heck out of Sasha Banks. And what she did was she really solidified herself as the heel in this rivalry moving forward. You got the booze. I said this needed to happen in front of fans. It happened at the Thunderdome. We'll take it. You got all the booze, right? So then I'm like, all right. She beat her up. Cool. So then when she kept attacking the knee, I said, all right, so that's about a few weeks out, whatever. But then when she attacked the neck, I said, oh, yeah, Sasha's going to be out for a while. Um, we could essentially say she broke her neck, right? Kayfabe. So... But I love the way this was executed because I definitely thought that they booked themselves in the corner. I thought they ran too soon with them losing all their gold, essentially, except Bailey. And I was like, no, you could have ran this deeper. But I like the way this is going. I, and if I'm booking, Sasha wins the Royal Rumble. Now, my boy, my bro, Antonio Banks has said this question. Would it be bigger if Sasha won at the Elimination Chamber and retained at WrestleMania? And I said, hmm, because he brought up a good idea. Bailey could bring up the point that Sasha never retains the championship. We kind of saw this with the Usos never getting on the WrestleMania card. And they did eventually, but they lost to the Bludgeon Brothers. So you could look at it like this could be it. Or I'll go with the obvious and she wins at the Royal She wins the Royal Rumble. I think that Sasha winning the Royal Rumble would add that element and just add something else to her uh resume that she deserves. She's been in the Money in the Bank, she's been in the Elimination Chamber, she's been in Hell in a Cell. She's only won the Elimination Chamber match. So I think this right here would be needed. Let her win this, win the World Rumble, and then go on and defeat Bailey at WrestleMania, and then we'll get the long Sasha Banks run. Um, there was uh, talks out there that she wants to be a mom, and rightfully so. So I would love to see her get this done, you know, so she would add that element. I mean, if Sasha Banks retired right now, or couldn't wrestle, God forbid, she's a Hall of Famer. You know, five-time five or six time WWE Women's Champion, regardless of how long she's had that, two time tag team champion, NXT champion, she's a hall of famer, revolutionized everything. But we wanna see Sasha get a legitimate run and that's why I think this happens. This feud is going to be phenomenal. And I love the fact that neither lady has tweeted since then, because what this does is this adds suspense. When you're watching well, you're, you you can't wait till tonight on Raw or uh, Friday on SmackDown because you're wondering, what are they going to say? What's going to happen? So that's where I am with that, folks. And I'm just wondering, you know, as we move forward, what happens? I am also interested to see Nia Jackson, and Shayna moving forward. Will they start to eventually like each other or will they get in each other's way? Because it seemed that Shayna was more interested in the women's championship so what's going to happen there that's why we love wrestling the suspense but ladies and gentlemen that'll do it for this special labor day edition of break it down with brian h make sure you hit the subscribe button make sure you are subscribed to the show you know just go on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, hit the subscribe spotify i'm there too hit the follow button Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us reach a 1,000 subscribers. Tell your friends about the show. Give them, um, you know, tell them it's free. They can watch free wrestling content. Uh, And also make sure you tweet us and uh, Instagram us at Wrestling Realm and like the fan page. Until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.